Hello, this is the voice of Dylan Flynn. Hi, this is the voice of Trevor Ickrath. Greetings, this is the voice of Tracy Bennett. And you are listening to Wordle with Friends, the show where two friends and one New York Times Wordle editor talk about the Wordle. Yeah, I was interested in seeing how you were going to spin that. Tracy... I can't believe this day has finally come. This is wild. I know. We've waited a while for this. I feel like we've developed a a parasocial relationship with you via your job editing the Wordle. Yes. You've certainly been a presence that has been felt across this show, and it's unreal to have you here in the flash. I have been following your show. Really? I'm all caught up. (laughs) Yes. Now, now what does that mean? You listen to the show on like a regular basis? I listen to it on a regular basis by binge listening. Yes. I'm blushing. Can you tell? That's kind of wild. Wow. (laughs) You haven't done anything to like screw with our heads, have you? Like, oh, they played that word. I'm going to make that a solve. No, I haven't. I actually plan pretty far in advance. So um, all the words that you're solving now, I thought about. Uh, six weeks ago. Yeah, you're a consummate professional. Tracy, I think the biggest thing that all of our listeners are, I'm sure, eager to know, I know I am, what is your favorite show on a and <laughs> On a and Probably Hoarders. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the gold standard, right? I had a feeling you were going to ask that question, so I was ready. Wow. That's the important stuff out of the way. Um, I guess before we get into talking about... Uh, your stint as the Wordle editor so far. We both wanted to ask you about your history with Wordle as a player. Oh, okay. So yeah, like most people, I was starting to become aware of it when people were posting their scores. Just as it was starting to get from like 300 users to like 90,000 users, so early on. The board sharing really was kind of what made the whole thing catch fire. Maybe you don't see it quite as much as in the early days, but that was like really what made the whole thing viral. Yeah, that was a a huge era. I still remember like looking at Twitter and being like, what are these squares? Exactly. And then when you find out, it's very addictive. I'd love to get a a picture of kind of your character as a Wordle player. Have you ever X'd out uh, of a Wordle game? have probably three times not a lot but you've broken yeah. your streak a couple of times do you remember what the words were i actually don't remember the words that's good forgive and forget i'm i'm really casual and i don't like i'm not very competitive as a person you can't let the game live in your head like that you gotta you gotta release each one what about a hole in one you ever get a hole in one i have not uh, well i mean i probably could now oh but- yeah <laughs> every day <laughs> To be honest, I actually don't remember the words that I set up six weeks ago, so I can still oh, really? kind of play the game. Wow. But there is like there's a there's a data bank that's much shorter than everybody else has. When you were playing regularly, did you ever use like a standard or repeat opening every day? I know that's like pretty common. No, the opposite. I I'm very whimsical. Good. Just like you guys do when you start, you have some kind of word in your mind that's thematic for that day, and so you use it. Sure. Yeah. 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 Just got to go with your gut. What about hard mode versus normal mode? Oh, hard. Hard. As soon as I discovered there was a hard mode, that, that was all about hard mode. Yeah, real gamer shit. Yeah. It's kind of arguable, though, right? It's not a misnomer, but is hard mode like really the accurate description? Because it will prevent you from making certain mistakes that normal mode will just let you make, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. maybe maybe you do this now because you can't really play the wordle anymore do you ever play like any of the wordle wannabes like quartal or uh framed or worldle for a while i played worldle yeah because i i wanted to learn about geography and it really was helpful 
So does any part of you, though, now that you've taken on this new role with the puzzle, like grieve the relationship you used to have with the Wordle before you became sort of its master? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I really can't play it. Everybody else has that experience, and I don't, except on a kind of right, yeah, experimental level. It reminds me. It reminds me a little bit of um, who was it? Al Al Warden, who was uh, alone on the on the spaceship orbiting the moon. Yeah, oh. when the other two guys <laughs> went down. Yeah, became the <laughs> most the most remote human in the world. You're you're in this like uniquely lonely position as the only person who truly can't play the wordle. Yeah. It is that surreal for me. The two loneliest people in human history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy on the moon and Tracy Bennett. I bet he would have been a great wordler. I bet he wished he had someone like that to keep him busy up there. <laughs> totally. So your background, Tracy, you're, you are a crossword constructor, of course, and you've worked mm-hmm. uh, at, at the New York Times Games for that. Yes. Yeah, so relatively speaking, Wordle is a light-ish lift. Right. Even though it's a even though it's a big responsibility. Your collective, I have your book here. Oh, uh yeah. your collective the incubator, which is a something you start started with uh what is it? Laura, Lauren Brownstein or Bronstein? Laura. Laura. Laura Brownstein. Can you just tell us a little bit about that collective and what its goals are and what it does? So about 5 years ago, Laura and I uh, initiated a Kickstarter to fund a puzzle service this would send puzzles by subscription two or three times a month to subscribers. We funded our Kickstarter very quickly. And so we were able to fund two years worth and then get a set of subscribers. Basically, their puzzles are by women and non-binary constructors. And our aim is to increase representation. What is the, what is the, traditionally the breakdown there? Has it been sort of a boys club that's had to be sort of penetrated by non-male uh, people in puzzle construction? Yeah, sort of. I mean, it, it, there are different eras. Like, since the mid-90s, it was really, uh, like, 13%, I think, when I started. It was, like, 13% were women. Wow. I think it's 30-70 now. So real strives have been made. Class ceiling shattered. Yeah, well, shattered. I don't know, but cracked. So take us through the process of becoming Wordle's first editor. Like, did you know in advance that uh, the New York Times was planning to add an editor? Were there interviews? No, there weren't interviews exactly, but it is a really small team. So when the Times acquired the game, I had already been at the Times for a year as a puzzle editor, associate puzzle editor. And then they had already, when I interviewed, they did say, oh, you'll probably get a game at some point. We're always designing games. The Times is always trying to come up with new games to add to their suite, like Spelling Bee and the Mini. Right. So I just assumed it would be a game like that. Whatever game was developed next, I would get. Sure. But then the game that I was supposed to get ended up being this acquired game that was already a huge, huge smashing hit mm-hmm. in the you know, tens of millions of people solving. So the, it was a little uh, daunting. <laughs> But it really was just like the luck of me being in the right place at the right time. I was the next editor due to get a game, and they trusted me with it. It's, I can't imagine there would have been a lot of different feelings, excitement, intimidation. Yes, all that. And, you know, actually also naivete. <laughs> because I really did like conceive of it as me just having this little byline is going to appear and no one's going to notice. <laughs> But then they did this announcement, so that kind of made made a big deal about it. Yeah. And then, like, uh, just feeling like I'm just going to be 
in there and everyone's going to accept it and it's going to be just fine. Never count on the internet to to react positively to change, you know? Well, not even that, but like the first day, of, actually the second day. So it was announced on a Monday probably. And then Tuesday, I got a knock on my door. I was still in my pajamas because I work in my pajamas in the morning at home. And I look out the window and the Channel 4 news van is parked <laughs> outside my house. <laughs> And I did not see this coming. I was completely living my old life. Wow. I've done a lot of interviews since then. And I also used to have stage fright, but I had to get over that. Is there a traditionally a question everybody asks, like, what's your favorite five-letter word? Or is there like a fluff one that everybody asks? What word do I usually use to start with? Gotcha. We nailed that one. Boom. What's it like? Uh, You know, what does it feel like? Oh, well, this is a little bit of a what's it like question, Tracy, but maybe you can take us through the full scope of the duties. What does it mean to be Wordle's editor exactly? Well, no one's ever been Wordle's editor. So, I mean, unless you count Josh Wordle, I mean, he was kind of the first editor. Yeah. And certainly, um, I still am using the words that he chose, the the full database that he chose of five-letter words. Um, I haven't been able to add to them yet, and I haven't. So they're all his words. It's not like you could just make up new words. Right. And I think that they they chose pretty much all the good words. (laughs) I mean, I don't think they left out much. Yeah, but now you got to start getting some of these Gen Z words in there, like chuggy. Oh, yeah. Bukal. I don't know how to pronounce it, but H-Y-G-G-E. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I'm actually considering adding bling because you guys mentioned it. And oh, yeah. um, Ooh. I noticed that latka isn't on. In I that. was going to play it. I was going to play it very soon yeah. to celebrate Hanukkah, of course. Yeah, so I am keeping a list of words I'll probably add once I have the capability. But like for from a day-to-day perspective, I spend about 30 minutes a day doing something for Wordle but it changes every day. So the first day I might just somehow choose, you know, a week's worth of words. Often it'll be a random number generator, though I can veto some of the choices of the random number generator. And then sometimes I will use a different kind of randomization, just looking for using the full scope of the letters of the alphabet in a week, or making sure that it's mix of nouns, adjectives, verbs, and other parts of speech. But I don't want it to be the same kind of randomization every week. I don't want people to catch on. Oh, it's Wednesday. We must be doing an adjective today or whatever. Yeah. Right. But then there's also researching the words. So I do look up every word in a couple of ways. I look them up in a dictionary and I Google them um, to see if there are any meanings that I wouldn't necessarily want anyone mm. to have to solve for. Yeah. Secondary tertiary meanings. Um, and there have been some surprises. So I, I, that was one thing I learned from looking through feedback uh, from the before Tracy era. Can you talk about what any of those surprises might have been? Well, um, I can talk about them. I don't want to repeat them. <laughs> um, but like, um, <laughs> sure. one of them was an epithet for somebody small, um, a small, a little person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. And one was an epithet for um, Hungarians that was kind of dated. Gotcha. And I didn't know. It's tricky. It's lexiconically like the AOK symbol, you know? You're not sure where you're going to land in different crews with different words. Yeah. Yeah. So in the months leading up to my actually taking over the game, I was just kind of scanning what was happening and and trying to decide how I would want to edit once I got the power to do so. Right. But it sounds like the selection process right now is like based primarily on like randomization, not so much as like inspiration or anything like that. Yes. I mean, you know, within the first month, there was also some thematic choices being made. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was an experiment. 
I'm not going to call it a success or a failure, but of course it did incite some passion. There was, there was some passion. <laughs> we, were both, we were both pretty amused reading yeah. all that feedback when those words dropped. We sure were. I feel like we were, we were purely on team Tracy Bennett as well. It seemed for the purposes of our show, like the more of a human connection with the wordle we have, the better. Yeah. And then I guess for other people, you know, the fact that, I saw somebody going like, I got a hole in one and I'm mad about it. You know, uh, some people were pretty upset about it. Did you feel like trepidation beforehand when you were going to try out? I didn't. That was another example of my naivete. (laughs) Right. So So specifically, I want to talk here. We're talking about, let's just say at Wordle 523, the Thanksgiving puzzle uh, feast was the the theme dancer. And like you said, there had been like, little contextual solves before them, but that was like the real big. Right. The others were more oblique. Right. Even drive, I think was more oblique the day before. Oh, very. But... And like your, your first solution or the first solution under your editorship was a uh, begin. Yeah. Right. Begin. Word all five or six. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so you were feeling pretty naive about that in the sense that you didn't see that there would be that crazy of a reaction to it. Right. No, I, I expected mostly people to either be neutral or think it was kind of fun and neat and different. I mean, I don't feel attached necessarily ego-wise to whether there are themes or not. So, you know, I'm still we're still talking about it. We were we were kind of scratching our heads over it and trying to figure out why exactly people were so kind of I don't know turned off by the idea of it. What was that day like on your end in terms of the feedback? How it was getting to you? What that feedback was like? Was that a scary day? What was that day like for you? A little bit. I mean, I'm not used to. I'm 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 not Twitter it. <laughs> So I hadn't even been on Twitter since 2020. Yeah. I don't think somebody said, oh, you know, there are things being said. So I went and looked and I was like, oh, my. Um, And I know that, you know, there are tens of millions of people solving Wordle and there are probably fewer than 200 actually making this kind of Of noise about it. But at the same time, I do want everybody to like Wordle and like what I'm doing with Wordle. So. Uh, yeah, it was a kind of a trial by fire. I'm almost glad it happened early on because it kind of, as an experiment, it did, you know, yield results. You had to test the waters, yeah. Yeah, I learned something. Um, I think if there were going to be themes in the future, it would have to be something that's surprising. Right. Because what that faction of, of solvers doesn't want is to be able to predict that I'm do- going to do a theme on a particular kind of occasion. Mm-hmm. I, I would just petition you to, stay open-minded about it because i think if the if as long as they're like oblique enough that only those looking for meaning in the world would find it that's a really fun moment to me anyway as a solver when i'm like oh i wonder if they're thinking about this like i just think that's a cool moment yeah so you have that public response do you get any feedback from friends and family who do the puzzle yeah i mean people will sometimes shake their fist at me in texts you know like this i didn't get this one or it was supposed to be this. You should have made it this. Um, and I get a lot of suggestions for words to add to the list or to run. I think, yeah. I think Tracy, if we were friends, I would be <laughs> texting you like every day like, hey, you should make this to solve. And you would just be like, okay. I have written down every word that you, that you both have mentioned in previous podcasts. Oh, my gosh. Wow. If, you, if we get a good one, maybe it goes yeah. into the Tracy Notebook yeah. of Possibilities. That's an exciting moment. The power that I feel like I'm wielding. Yeah. So, like, were you in some family and friend Wordle group texts before you became? No, the- I'm. I'm actually like very solitary in my my puzzling style. I like to solve crossword puzzles by myself, and I 
I'm not even online that much, so. Good for you. These devices are trapping us. I was doing one of your crosswords. Most of these are from other creators, but there was one that's that, true. that you and your co-founder did together yeah. uh, where it was like a Rebus-themed one. Are you a solver, a crossword puzzle solver? Casually. I've had times where I would have like a big, long uh, New York Times crossword puzzle streak. Yeah, I really like to play the New York Times crossword with my girlfriend. And I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show, uh, but Tracy Dillon is actually also a huge Rubik's Cube guy. Whoa. So you're one of those people who goes, and it's done. Yeah, I mean, I learned the the algorithm. So, you know, it's still it still tickles your brain. It's not a totally thoughtless process, but it's certainly expedited. It's much faster. Once you got the moves. Yeah. While we're talking about the crossword, famously, of course, the New York Times crossword has a, a difficulty curve that moves through the week, and that's how they kind of space out the mm-hmm. difficulty of that puzzle. How do you think about hard wordle solves, easy wordle solves? Oh, like good question. What makes one or the other? How to space them out? How they should, you know? Well, it's hard to control that if you're also randomizing. So right. that is something I'm still kind of feeling my way to, but I'd like the difficulty to vary. So maybe if I had uh, a random result that had like a, a sequence of difficult answers, I might separate them. Sure. Yeah, what, what do you consider to be a difficult wordle solve? Uh, an example would be blank O-U-N-D. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. There are eight possible. It's, well, it's not even difficult. It's it's luck based. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. And a lot of people write in when we have that happen. I mean, if the solve rate goes below eighty percent, I can see every day how the solve rate is like. God, I would love to see that data. Oh yeah, those stats. I'm not allowed to show them. But <laughs> <laughs> what is the what is the variability there? Um, like if it goes down below eighty percent, everybody gets nervous because that means that people are getting frustrated. Right. I mean, they're writing in more. Um, the care is very busy. Care is the group of people that handle complaints and comments. What do people say? This word was too hard. Make the next one easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or they'll complain that it, it, you know it's based on luck that you can't. There's no chance to win unless you're lucky. Yeah, um, and that's kind of true. Okay, but if you get one of those words, which I sometimes call like a domino word, where you know one letter swapped out makes, but that's like it's fun when the word will fucks you over occasionally. It just can't happen all the time, you know. I think it has to occasionally, and like breaking a streak. And I'll tell you one thing: we had a lot more mail about broken streaks than we had about feast. I mean, we always get more mail about broken streaks this. That upsets people, especially if it's for a technical reason and not just losing. Oh, a technical reason. Sometimes there are just problems with uh, changing browsers or changing, you know, they're using on one and then the other and it didn't transfer. The, that reminds me of one such example in the puzzle's history, the the fetus incident following uh, the Roe versus Wade. Fetus gate? Yeah, fetus gate is something it's called. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it, the New York Times, before you became its editor, it wasn't a total platform of non-involvement. They, were, they weren't totally non-interventionary in the right. handling of the puzzle. Were you party to that decision at all or— I was, I was there. Most of that kind of decision-making was done as a team. Uh, the problem, it's a perfectly fine word. It's not derogatory. It's um, solvable. It's a good word. But the timing was so strange and fraught that we would rather not subject you know, people to feeling upset, you know, possibly, when they answered that. And there still were. I mean, people did write in who did get that word and, and you know, were feeling like we had chosen it on purpose right. or something. So that's the danger. 
of timing. Speaking of controversial solves, uh, something that Dylan and I have done is we've gathered five of the most controversial mm. portal solutions. Although I can't, is this oh. Dylan based on what you think, or is this based on any actual data? Well, this is this is sort of you and me looking at the pre-Tracy era. We're looking at at five solves that we had different sorts of objections to. I think right, and I think like afterwards we would like look on Twitter and stuff, and like people were kind of making an outcry about some of these words being the solves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we just wanted to we just wanted to kind of pitch them to you mm-hmm. and get your response as the current editor, sure. whether you think they're good solves or not. Yeah. Okay. I guess maybe we'll just read them off one at a time. The first one is Wordle 275, saute. Ooh, I like the word. Yeah, but the problem with it, Tracy, is in, in Wordle, it becomes S-A-U-T-E, which is not really saute, is it? It's 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 sought. Sout. Sout. Yeah. Okay. So the accent is missing. Right. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Do people always use the accent when they write saute, though? I know that if you Google sout, uh, you will see it on dictionary.com with the accent. Okay. That might have been even before my time of looking at Wordle. Maybe. Because I don't remember that one. Maybe, yeah. How about this one? Wordle 328, Homer. Ooh. I kind of remember a buzz about that. So is it because it's so American? the concept yeah i think i think our objection was like is it slang oh yeah is that baseball jargon rather than like common usage word i feel like it's really familiar in the states sure yeah but this is a global game this is a global game that's a good point so you're you do have to worry about your your color versus color with a u situation i actually removed all the um humor Vigor, rigor. Smart move. Globalize it. Yes. So I know I'm not, I'm kind of not answering whether I (laughs) choose it or not. That's fair. Maybe you can give a more definitive statement on Ordal 399, Midge. Which we did discuss uh, obliquely. That was the one. I would not use it now because I would search and I would find that it had. Oh, that was the one. Okay. I guess I see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with this next one though. Ordal 454. Terror. Yeah, I, I wouldn't use it now because it's that was probably the one that I remember the most of all of those because I had people walking up to me in my <laughs> private life, people I know, angry at me about that. You know, I sing in a chorus on Monday night, and um, you know, the head of the chorus walked up to me and said, "I'm angry at you." And I'm like, "What? What? Terror?" <laughs> Right, but wasn't that before? That was 454. You weren't even in charge, were you? Yeah, no. I mean, they uh, people who knew me knew that I was going to be taking on the game, gotcha. that I was doing things behind the scenes. That's a tough one because you got a double letter, and it's it's a weird tense, a weird usage anyway. Yeah, it's it's a really unfamiliar word. I mean, I think of it as a peeler, a vegetable peeler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I, but most people call that a peeler. Right. They don't call it a pearer. It's hard to say. I suppose anything that pairs could be a pairer, right? Say so there are words like that that I've kind of just moved to the end because I haven't decided to actually delete them, but I've kind of said they're never going to be chosen. <laughs> <laughs> and then there are others that I've actually I've actually deleted one word that isn't like for derogatory reasons, and that was it looks like kaput, but it's actually c a p u t. Ooh, yeah. I didn't recognize it. Yeah, I've never, can't say I've ever seen that in the wild. What is It's a, apparently a Latin word meaning head. I've just uh, Googled it. Wow. Yeah. 
Josh must have thought it was okay. I guess so. Who knows what he was thinking. He showed that list to his girlfriend, and she was like, I know that word. This one I remember being so befuddled by at the time. Um, Wordle 457, so pretty shortly after pair, was trice. Ooh. Trice, which I think means like in a hurry, right? Did I actually choose that one, or is that before my... Era. That's before you. Because I like that one. <laughs> you like it? Like up the she ran up the stairs in yeah, a trice. In a trice. I don't know. I don't know. To me, it read like I wonder if Josh Warnell was was thinking about that or if he was thinking about thrice or twice and getting him stuck in his like mixed up in his head. You know what I mean? Oh. Well, I mean, I, I like the word, so I probably would have kept it. Cool. For the most part, your editorship has been a huge relief for us as people who are like obligated to be stuck with the puzzle until it's solved uh there's like a real safety in knowing that we're no longer at risk for like the really iffy solves of the pre-editor era um but i do want to i don't want to give you a complete pass i want to take one tracy word (laughs) and have you have you speak on it okay wordle 534 woken i'd love to talk to you about woken oh i i i I listened to that one i was like oh they're gonna ask me about that one although i mean it was (laughs) That was one of the randomly chosen words. And I did actually sit on that for a minute and think, is are people going to know this word? Are people going to like this word? Right. It's a little odd because it's not awoken. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's kind of a, a weird conjugation of that verb. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we said on the app. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't defend it except that I might have been irritated by the criticism of themed words and been over over randomizing sure (laughs) but like say it you don't like themes well here you go (laughs) when trevor on that episode said he was woken up i was like okay (laughs) yeah i mean that's like yeah that gets just across the plate you know it definitely felt more algorithmic than this than the average tracy word in my opinion i can tell you one thing that Editors are still needed, and editor is still needed even if you randomize. Mm-hmm. I actually randomized a couple weeks ago. I did a uh, so every word has a number associated with it. So I did a random number generation, and the first three words that came up were grope, gonad, minor. <laughs> In that order. Oh no! <laughs> what a trio! And I'm like, well, I can't. I'm not going to use any of these actually right now. I'm just going to. I have moments on the show where grope was a legal and potentially good strategic play, and I've forgotten it just because I'm like, that's such a bad vibe. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> it is. It's a bad vibe. I don't know if either of us have ever played Gonad though. <laughs> I, I'll I'll do it right now. Put a wordle board in front of me. I'll do. Yeah. I'll do it. I don't care. What about? Is there something? <laughs> do you ever feel like any dread or any anxiety knowing that? five-letter English words are a finite resource and that every time you pick one, your pool of answers shrinks by one and that, like, eventually it will become a smaller and smaller group to pick from. That's interesting that you asked because I actually was tossing and turning last night and this occurred to me that, like, you get to a halfway point in your solves and then you're, yeah, diminishing the number of words left. Right. I feel like well, at some point, I think we do have to um, put the old words back in. Yeah. You know, put them back in the mix and stir the pot. Sure. Flip back over again, right? Wordle round two. Or go on to six-letter words. Yeah. Six-letter words would also be very interesting. Ugh. I wonder if there's something about five letters, though, that just, like, maybe Josh considered this. You know, he was like, four letters? 
six letters. Let me do the analyses. There's something perfect about the five-letter word that just makes it ideal for this puzzle. Right. I think just like um, like a weekend wordle would be cool where it is a little bit harder. Sure. Um, or a little bigger. Or maybe it's themed, you know, and then Ooh. like people who don't like themes don't have to play. <laughs> you know, that. Something for all the weekend wordlers out there. Uh, inject it directly into my veins. That's a great idea. Yeah. I think like little, little um, bonus offerings, bonus wordle offerings, or, you know, play one from the archive or something like that. Just, uh, they're fun ideas. That'd be cool. I would I would just say stay away from the the unlimited yes. Wordle Unlimited model. I think it's no good. I do too. I think it's bad for the culture. Yeah, it's it's not 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 just no good, dangerous, I would say almost. I think you'd burn out on it. I think the beauty of it is that it's one time a day. You know, whatever your time of day is, it's this finite little moment of strategy and satisfaction. And if you like repeat that over and over again, it loses its magic. Or, you know, there's those other cases where it doesn't lose its magic. People don't burn out. They just sit there doing it forever until they waste yeah. away. There's nothing left. Which is its own. Yeah, that's its own nightmare scenario, mm-hmm. right? Hey, this interview wasn't a nightmare scenario, though. <laughs> I thought this has been a great time. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Are you going to solve in front of me? or Do you want to? Oh, we totally can. We could do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> we could totally do that right yeah. now. Do you want to do it? Yeah. We're going to end our interview with Tracy Bennett there uh, in that surprising turn of events. Yeah, what an exciting cliffhanger, right? Uh, I did not expect that to happen at all, but what I especially didn't expect was for Tracy Bennett to be such a gracious, warm, uh, lovely presence to have on the show and to learn that she listens to the fucking show. That's awesome. Truly crazy. Uh, But hey, if you're listening to the show and you want to learn more about Tracy Bennett, go look up The Incubator, I-N-K-U-B-A-T-O-R, to learn all about her cool crossword collective and keep playing the Wordle, which she works so hard on, uh, and support her. Hey, speaking of doing the Wordle, we're going to do that right now. I'll save you all the email spiel for, you know, the proper episode, but go listen to that. Until then, I've been Trevor Ickrath. I've been Dylan Flynn. And we'll see you here next time on the show where friend is a five-letter word. This has been a production of The Lighthouse Keepers Company. Culture illuminated.